You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. We're not the suits that talk football, we're the dudes that know football. And you've just crossed over into the Trend Zone. Casey here with Dave, we are the football dudes. Dave, are you ready, bro? Yes, sir. Ready. Next stop, the Trend Zone. It's a Wednesday, December 14th, coming to you from Los Angeles, California, IA, and it's a beautiful 59 degrees. Winter chill, baby. Ooh. <laughs> a little brisk. Oh, yeah. In today's episode, we won't call it a comeback, but we do have 98 problems, but a loss ain't one. Some more brutal QB carnage. We'll be talking playoffs. Playoffs? A little survivor, our fantasy go-back starts of the week, some total fantasy domination, and we'll help you find some fantasy studs to pick up as we roll into the fantasy playoffs. Playoffs? All of the awesome games from the upcoming week. But before we get to all that, Dave, tell me you got a tasty nug for the people. Absolutely, my friend. Here it is. There's been 92 games decided by a touchdown or less. That's the most ever through the first 14 weeks in an NFL season, all time. Wow. Also, eight games in week 14. Eight of the games in week 14 were within one score in the fourth quarter. There have been, oh, 157 games within one score in the fourth quarter this season. That is also the most ever through the first 14 weeks in NFL history. We talk about it all the time, Casey. These games are always nail biters. So close. Yeah, but Dave, what if you're down by a few points and you got 98 yards to go? Oh, yeah, I'm talking about the Dallas Cowboys, a 98-yard game-winning touchdown drive when Zeke zeked it up and ate that porridge, getting a touchdown with 41 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter Ooh. to beat those Texans 27-23. to 23. But, Dave, let's go back a little bit earlier than that on Thursday night, the dud game that was going to be a blowout. No way, my friend. Our Los Angeles Rams, led by Baker Mayfield, drove 98 yards on Thursday night football for the game-winning touchdown pass to Van Jefferson with only 10 seconds left on the clock, beating those Raiders 17-16. to Dave, and how cool is this for Baker Mayfield, man? He's been thrown to the side, been thrown in the dumpster, moves to L.A. a day later. He's playing on Thursday night at SoFi. (laughs) <laughs> and handing the Raiders a brutal, brutal choke loss. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, dude. That we talked about it. Those two comebacks. Uh, that's the first week in the last 45 seasons in which there were multiple game-winning touchdown drives of at least 95 yards where the touchdown was scored inside the final two minutes of regulation. Wow. Yeah, Casey, also 49 games this season decided by a game-winning score in the final two minutes of regulation or in overtime. That's second most in NFL history for, through 14 weeks of all time. So, again, the the action so tight. It's crazy. <laughs> and we just moved into the fourth quarter of the season, so you know that it's going to be crazy. And then the playoffs is going to be bonkers, dude. I cannot wait. Man, it is going to be nuts. I just want to remind you guys that Trend Zone, the podcast you're listening to right now, is available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and now we're also on Amazon Music. Alexa, play the Trend Zone. Maybe, maybe not, but (laughs) definitely like, subscribe, and give us a sweet, sweet 
five-star reviews. All right, Dave, let's get into the top trending stories. I mentioned it in the top, dude. Week 14 brought even more quarterback carnage, bro. Brutal. Yeah, brutality, dude. Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray, uh, one of the most recent guys to go down. This is a torn ACL late in the season like this. That means, obviously, it's going to impact uh, his offseason, his next season. It's a terrible situation. Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett, he's in the concussion protocol, um, getting banged up last week. If he can't go, it'll maybe be Mitch Trubisky, who started Trubes. out tubular, started off the season, but then was benched in uh, on you know to take a look at Pickett. Also, they said they might get Mason Rudolph in there uh, if Pickett can't play, but uh, hopefully they're going to get Pickett back. We'll see how that works out. Also, this one came out of the blue case. He has Falcons quarterback Marcus Mariota suddenly lined up for surgery next week Whoa. on an injured knee that we didn't even know was injured. He'll be on IR. He's out for the season. Uh, cue the Desmond Ritter crowd, uh, rookie quarterback, who's, I, I mean, it's going to be pretty exciting. They're not out of the playoffs necessarily, so he's, it'll be interesting to see what Ritter can bring. How about this, though, Casey? The, the 49ers, they don't know if Brock Purdy's going to be good to go. He's got that oblique injury or rib injury, whatever it is. If he can't go, they'll be rolling on their fourth quarterback. It'll be Josh Johnson. Man, oh, man, tell, tell you what. And then how about the Ravens with Lamar Jackson <laughs> still out? Right. Hundley, the second Huntley, the second court string quarterback banged up also. But they're thinking he's going to go. But if not, it'll likely be Anthony Brown, who was uh, called to action last week. And also they did bring in Brett Hundley uh, off the scrap heap there. So um, unbelievable, dude, the amount of QBs banged up. Yeah, dude, my best friend's sister's boyfriend's brother's girlfriend heard from this guy who knows this kid who's going with the girl who said that 56 <laughs> quarterbacks have played this year. I guess this thing is pretty serious. <laughs> I guess it is pretty serious, dude. That's four rookies Damn. right there. Jeez, Louise, no man. Glamour boys, man. I guess that's why they make all that money. All right, Dave, yep. playoff scenarios. Playoffs. We're yeah. getting there. Hit the yeah. AFC. It's starting. It's it's coming down to it, folks. It's the AFC picture. It'll be the Buffalo Bills in a win and you're in scenario. Also, a, a mixture of ties and other various things could take place that could get the Bills in. Also, Kansas City with a win and a Charger loss, they win the AFC West with just a win. They are in the uh, playoffs in in in, in general. And um, so, yeah, two uh, two possibilities there: Chiefs and Bills. And, dude, over in the NFC, Philly's the only team that's clinched a spot. My Cowboys, they can clinch a playoff berth with a win. And the Vikings, dude, can finally get that NFC North division title with a win. And the Niners, we mentioned the quarterback problem. We'll hit this game uh, coming up. But they can clinch the West with a win. So um, these playoff spots are going to start filling up, Dave. But the other side of that, go ahead and cue the Sarah McLaughlin in the arms of the Angels, baby. <laughs> Let's take time here, Casey. Just a moment to pour one out for the Broncos. They join the Texans and Bears. They are officially eliminated from playoff con contention, and they are now on the clock. Casey, oh, hold up on the clock. Denver, Denver's picks going to the Seahawks. Ooh, the brutality of it all. 
the Russell Wilson trade comes back to haunt them a bit there. Ouch, 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 ouch. And Dave, I know you've been clamoring for even more hot, hot Manning Brothers action, so you, you are in it. luck, my friend. <laughs> you know it, Casey. Peyton and Eli will be the head coaches for the AFC and NFC for the Pro Bowl games. And NFL legends Ray Lewis and Demarcus Ware named defensive coordinators uh, for an international flag football stars, Vanita Crouch and Diana Flores named offensive coordinators uh, for all those pro, pro Bowl games, Casey. Yeah, it's going down on Sunday, February 5th. Uh, you mentioned the Pro Bowl games, including epic flag football game between the league's best players. Pro Bowl skills challenges. Oh, and major musical performances, man. So, uh, got it all. Yeah. Yeah. You can get chick tickets are pretty cheap starting uh, at 35 bucks, but we'll go ahead and just watch it on TV. But visit <laughs> probowl.com for more details. Ah, Dave. Survivor, three strikes. We're kind of like the Denver Broncos in this one. <laughs> That's right. I think our whole league wrapped up this week, if I'm not mistaken. Casey, oh, yeah. But... The Disco Stews. Congratulations. Pesque, okay. getting it done. Nice. Props to Pesque. Um, Casey, if you are still in it, uh, last week, the most popular correct pick was close one, Dallas Ooh. over Houston. That would have been dreadful. Also, the most popular incorrect pick, uh, Seattle over Carolina. And right beneath that, Tennessee uh, over Jacksonville. Also, uh, a lot of people probably on both of those picks. So a lot of people probably taken out there. Yeah, and I can't imagine you still have them, but the most popular pick heading into next week is the Chiefs over the Texans. So <laughs> we'll see about that. All right, Dave, time for our fantasy go-back starts of the week. Do you have yeah, one? I do. I do. It was uh, I could have um, played Miles Sanders in for uh, Nick Chubb and Adam Thielen in for T. Higgins. Uh, that would have given me plus 34.6 points, unbelievably. Um, but I still won my game by less than a point. And I'm telling you, I was squirming big time when Hopkins fumbled that football. Uh, the Cardinals, he, oh, yeah, I needed night. him to get 52 <laughs> yards. At, he caught that pass, went up to like 54 yards, and then fumbled. And oh, I was geez. like, ah, now I need 18 <laughs> more yards. So luckily, as the game continued, he ended up getting a couple more grabs, got the points I needed, and I advance into the sixth seed of the playoffs. I'm alive! <laughs> well done, sir. Yeah, I won. JK, I lost because I left JK Dobbins and his 18 points on the bench, and I lost my game by four points. But that's okay, because like you, Dave, we are moving on to the UFL playoffs, baby. I'm sitting <laughs> at that five seed. Oh, yeah, I got a lot of injuries to deal with, but I'm in making that money, so I'm pretty happy about that. But, Dave, let's get into some total fantasy domination. Dave, give me a quarterback. Yeah, it's Jacksonville's Trevor Lawrence, also playing for the Purple Sabbaths. 368 passing yards, three passing TDs, seven rush yards, and a rush TD. Phenomenal performance by Lawrence. Oh, yeah, dude. And you mentioned your guy, Miles Sanders, riding the pine for the lightning That's strikes. Right. And he kept his 144 rush yards, two rush TDs, and 11 receiving yards right there on the bench. And how about Jerry Judy at receiver for the Broncos in the dawn of the donkey? 73 receiving yards, but count him three touchdowns in their near upset of the Chiefs. Yeah, and I left this guy on my bench in my other league, Evan Ingram, dude, for the Jags, 162 receiving yards and two receiving touchdowns, Dave. And I have to confess, man, when we were watching that 
Texans Cowboys game last week after the fumbled punt. I was like, oh, a little touchdown for my guy Pierce. That's okay because we're going to roll. And then I proceeded to drop one in my shorts, B, because <laughs> it looked like we we're going to lose that game. So never, ever let fantasy trump reality. I know better, <laughs> but I got caught up in the moment, Dave. I got caught up in the moment. You were uh, nicking or causing. I don't know how what the appropriate term is that for that, but uh, always keep your priorities. Fantasy, That's right. secondary to reality. All right, Dave, we mentioned that there's lots of injuries out there, and if your QB went down, it is slim pickings out there, but there might be a glimmer of hope. Yeah, how about Mike White? You know, he did struggle, obviously, against the Bills, but uh, facing the Lions this week uh, may be a nicer uh, prospect there. The Lions have surrendered 26.2 fantasy points to quarterbacks. That's the most in the NFL this season, so it's a nice matchup. White is averaging more than 40 pass attempts a game, and Six quarterbacks have thrown at least 40 passes against the Lions, so should be plenty of opportunity there for Mike White. Yeah, if he's got no lacerated uh, spleens or kidneys from that beatdown right. he got last Whew. week. How how great was Tony Romo? Uh, LaRusso is going to fight. That was classic. That's why he makes the big bucks. It was so awesome. Um, he's always a pleasure to listen to. Running back, even slimmer pickings, man. If you're lucky enough to have a league that Jarek McKinnon's out there, go grab him. And shockingly, in our league, Antonio Gibson's sitting there. I know it's a a running back by committee deal there with the commandos, but they run the ball a lot. So maybe uh, Gibson's a little stronger in the pass game than Robinson might get you some points. But at wide receiver, if he's out there, Zay Jones has been putting together a handful of weeks now where he's played uh, pretty well. Uh, He's got 43 targets over the last four games. So he's. Uh, getting Trevor Lawrence's attention there and Lawrence himself coming into his own right now. Uh, it's definitely good enough to have two receivers uh, in fantasy land, uh, including Christian Kirk, the other one. So enough to go around though, for Zay Jones, if not available, uh, maybe think about Josh Palmer, even though now there's more, t- uh, more guys healthy for the chargers. Palmer has had um, consistent productivity over the last five or six weeks. Yeah, dude, and if you're going with a couple of those Jags receivers, might as well throw Evan Ingram in there. My other league, he's on my bench. In our league, he's sitting there available. It wasn't just a week 14 explosion, Dave. He had 14 points on seven targets in week 13 against those Lions. So, uh, hey, wait a minute. They're playing my Cowboys. I don't like what's going on here, dude. You're talking about all this playoff uh you know, explosion. I'm here. sure like, he's going to have a brilliant performance. <laughs> yeah, pick him up. Hopefully that's the kibosh. All right, Dave, let's get out of this fantasy crap and get into some reality, dude. Right. It's week 15, brother. What? Week 15? Casey, it's slipping away, man. It's slipping oh. away. <laughs> we are down to the wire, really bro. It's slipping away, man. <laughs> oh, man. Every team in the NFL has four games remaining, and only one playoff berth has been secured. That's the Philadelphia Eagles sitting at 12-1. and one. But, Dave, this marks the fifth postseason since 2002 in which one or fewer playoff berths were clinched entering Week 15. The story is still unwritten, my friend. No question about that, Casey. And at this point, there's five teams who missed the postseason last year that are currently in position to make the playoffs this year. That would be Baltimore, Miami, Minnesota, New York Giants, and Washington. Since 1990, it's a streak of 32 consecutive seasons that at least four teams have qualified for the playoffs in every season that were not in the postseason the year before. That is the beauty. That churn. You've got a chance. You've got a chance. It's all they, right there. 
And in eight of the past 12 seasons, including the past four, a team with a losing record after 13 games is qualified for the postseason. Right now, there's nine teams who enter week 15 with five or six wins, including the Bucks, six and seven. They're leading the NFC South in Detroit, six and seven. But winners of five of their last six. Wow. Those cardiac cats, baby. We're going to get into that in just a little <laughs> bit. But Dave, go ahead and get us started with a Thursday night banger. Yeah, it's the San Francisco 49ers on the road to Seattle to play the Seahawks. The Niners are favored by three and a half. And man, this is a different game of Brock Purdy can't go. I didn't envision myself saying that in week 15. But <laughs> here <laughs> right. we are, dude. Right. You mentioned it'll be Josh Johnson if he can't go. But man, Christian McCaffrey, dude, 153 scrimmage yards last week and two touchdowns, including that sick reception he had. And they just put the absolute beat down on those bucks last week. Uh, Brandon Ayuk had uh, 57 receiving yards and a, a touchdown last week. George Kittle's getting in there. Um, no Debo Samuel for this. They're hoping to get him back in a couple weeks, but he'll be out of this one. Nick Bosa's having an insane year, dude. Part of the totally. reason that they're only giving up 15.2 points a game and only 286 yards. Oh, yeah, and 14 and a half sacks, which is leading the league, plus six in turnovers. This Niners defense is is good enough to carry them until they can get the quarterback situation worked out there. And Christian McCaffrey is such a workhorse. I think they can survive these injuries in the, you know, right now. I don't know about the playoffs, but they should have enough to get in. Maybe not win the West, but probably. Yeah, and this Seahawks team, dude, they are the eight, eight seed right now, just on the outside looking in. And they're just a half a game back from both Washington and the Giants, just one up on Detroit. So a pretty precarious position to be in uh, for the Seahawks, dude. And coming off a disappointing loss to Carolina, I believe they've lost two in a row. Um, Oh, no, they eked out that win over the Rams the week before that. But so after the San Francisco game, it's at Kansas City, then hosting the Jets before finishing off with the Rams. That is going to be a pretty brutal stretch. Um, you know, all the way there, they could be out of it by week 17 if they're not careful, dude. Uh, Gino coming off of a nice game with three touchdowns, but two picks in that game. The three touchdowns spread out nicely. Metcalf, Lockett, and Goodwin all getting a score uh, in that game. Uh, Kenneth Walker has been banged up a little bit there, but they're thinking he's going to be good to go in this game, as well as DJ Dallas, I believe. Um, but uh, yeah, this defense has really been struggling lately they're bottom five in total defense and run defense and points per game so in all three of those categories they are really really struggling those are bad categories to be struggling in especially when you need to try and put together a couple of w's against some teams that are pretty good and that also need some wins yeah man that's going to be a tough stretch see what happens to the seahawks all right dave There's not only a triple header of NFL games, but also seven bowl games. That's 10 football games on Sunday. If anybody can watch (laughs) all of them, it's going to be you, dude. I know you're going to try your damnedest. Count on it, man. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get it started with the uh, the morning game on Saturday. It's Indianapolis Colts at the Minnesota Vikings, and the Vikings are four-and-a-half-point favorites at home. Yeah, and uh, Indianapolis interim coach, uh, head coach, uh, Jeff Saturday says he wants to be the long-term coach of the Colts. I don't know if that's that's <laughs> a good idea, Casey. He is one in three after that initial uh, success that he's tasted there. Uh, but their remaining schedule at Minnesota, uh, ho- hosting the Chargers at the Giants and hosting 
Houston. There's not that many, you know, surefire wins left on that schedule. So if he can't put together a couple more wins, I don't know why they fired Frank Reich in the first place, man. Uh, Vikings, though, 10 and three, but just two and two lately, including that blowout loss to the Cowboys. I'm sure you recalled that one, Casey. And oh, yeah. also getting beat by that red hot Lions team. And at minus one in points differential, the Vikings are not getting a lot of respect. But um, after this game, it's versus Indy, it's the Giants, and then at Green Bay and at Chicago. So those are some, I think, some winnable games in there for the Vikings. I think they're a virtual lock with the 10 wins that they already have right now. So uh, they have won the one, uh, excuse me, they've won nine games by one score this season. Season eight could become the third team ever to win 10 games in a single season by eight points or less. So they are winning by the skin of their teeth, dude. They're using all those up in the regular season, though. You need to save a couple of those for the playoffs, man. I don't like where the the purple's going there, dude. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like they're in, but how far will they go? All right, up next, it's the Baltimore Ravens at the Cleveland Browns. Browns at home, favored by two and a half. Woo. I guess that's with all the the quarterback action there for the Ravens, the uncertainty there. But the Raisin, Ravens, the Raisins, the California Raisins, <laughs> heard it through the grapevine, baby. No, the Ravens <laughs> have won six of their past seven games and are three and zero against um, their division rivals this season. The, but like we said, we're not sure what's going to happen with the quarterback situation there. But turn around and hand it to J.K. Dobbins, baby. I need a big game from him in my fantasy playoffs. But I digress. The Browns still alive at five and eight, but it feels more like. Uh, Early preseason for Deshaun Watson to prepare for next year. He's not looked good. What did you expect after a two-year hiatus? But um, Ravens need to handle their business and beat these Browns and keep pace with the Bengals. On a personal note, wouldn't be a terrible thing if the Browns knocked off the Ravens. <laughs> oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. Not really a Browns fan this year, though. So No, and not ever moving forward, even though they have a few sooners. <laughs> but, yeah, no Brandon Sherman. All right, Dave, up next, the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. And the Bills are seven-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Yeah, Bills sitting at eight and five coming across, uh, excuse me, coming off of that uh, loss to the Chargers where – and that's two straight losses for this uh, Dolphins squad, having lost to the 49ers prior to that. The Bills have won seven of the last eight. So since Josh Allen has gotten there, they basically had the had the the, the Dolphins number uh, in this matchup. But um, yeah, Tua really, really struggling the last couple of weeks to put together the type of season that he's had the rest of the time, where he was he was the highest ranked quarterback. Uh, in the in the entire year. Now he's second highest ranked quarterback. So it's not like it's a terrible disaster. He's just got to get back on track. Um, Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostart, uh, both a little banged up uh, last week, but um, hopefully I to go um, moving forward. It was basically the entire offense was a uh, Tyreek Hill 60 yard catch for a touchdown and 60 yard fumble recovery for a touchdown as well. Dude, I know you were losing your shit watching that Can't game. They had done nothing to that point. Right. For the fumble. <laughs> freaking fumble. Right. <laughs> Blown mind. I'm like the luckiest freaking bounce. You create a fumble, uh, you know, from the, from the Chargers perspective. And of course, it results in the fastest guy on the uh, on the field uh, running for a 60 plus yard touchdown. So um, it is what it is. <laughs> Jalen Waddle, the last time these guys met, had 100 yards receiving uh, a nice performance there. Um, Tyreek Hill is on a, a crazy pace this year. So look for him to get back on pace, even though that Bill's secondary is very strong. Uh, Xavier Howard, 
playing pretty good cornerback uh, there. Uh, Bradley Chubb, since he arrived, has really had a nice impact on these guys. Jalen Phillips looking for another game with the sack. And Christian Wilson, Wilkins, the interior defensive lineman, also really gets after the quarterback. So defensively, uh, this team can really, really put some pressure on the quarterback. They're going to have to do that in this game if they want to try and disrupt Josh Allen and company. Yeah, dude, and it's lining up for perfect uh, dolphin weather. 60% chance of snow with the 34-degree high in Buffalo on Saturday. That's going to be brutal for the guys from Southie. But let's talk about these Bills, man. Had a really grimy win against the Jets, you know, 20-12 to last week. You might not think that's a big deal, but they actually lost to the Jets in the first time they played. So they, they got a little redemption, and this is a chance for them to get stay on top of this division you know you beat the two teams closest to you and man when josh allen takes care of the football there's no problems with this bill squad that's just been the thing they did uh sign cole beasley to add to that mix i'm not sure if he's going to play this week but obviously familiar with the offense coming out of retirement to get up there and try to make a, a run to the super bowl um even though cook's been getting the ball a lot more out of the backfield devin singletary has been very solid. He's got a rush TD in two of his past three games. But what I'm liking here, Dave, his, he's finally the leading rusher on this team. It had been Josh <laughs> Allen most right. of the season. Now it's finally a running back doing it. So that's that's a good deal. Um, Stephon Diggs, man, he's got touchdowns in three of his past four games. And uh, he played pretty well against these Dolphins last time. The defense is still great for these these Bills, dude, giving up only 17 points a game and just under 320 yards a game. Greg Rousseau's leading the team with seven sacks, and Jordan Poyer's got four interceptions. So when they take care of the ball, you just you score your points, and then you put it on that defense. Matt Milano, dude, almost destroyed Mike White last week. Oh. Better protect Tua because he's been getting beat up quite a bit, and yeah. this Bills team is going to be uh, – looking to taste a little bit of that ahi tuna so um <laughs> this is a this is a big game for that division and it's looking Huge. like the bills are re-catching their form absolutely it's an enormous football game for that division and for the overall playoff picture yeah. all right casey let's move it to sunday early action as the atlanta falcons will head to new orleans to face the saints the saints at home favored by three and a half yeah, you mentioned it earlier, Dave. The Desmond Ritter era will begin on Sunday, man. He was great at Cincy. We'll see what happens with his first action in the NFL. And if the Saints would have held on and beaten the Bucks the other night, there'd be a four-way tie for first place in the South. Gross. <laughs> but the Saints, they're not in first. They're in last place, two games back of the Bucks. Um, it's pretty much over for those Saints. They got some big decisions looming. And uh, the Falcons are at least getting a chance to see what they have in Des Ritter moving forward, too. Yeah, as much as I like Mariota and was pleased with how uh, his season was going, uh, it is exciting to see Desmond uh, Ritter out there and to see what he can bring, what kind of spark that can bring. They're still not out of it. Never know. Right there. All right, Dave. Up next, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Carolina Panthers. And the Panthers... Sam Darnold, two and a half point favorites over the Steelers. <laughs> Casey, at five and eight, the Steelers have to run the table to avoid Tomlin's first ever season below 500. It's been 19 years since the Steelers finished with the losing record. And Mike wow. Tomlin been there for 15 straight winning seasons as their head coach. So that is in serious jeopardy. Uh, 
if not this weekend, certainly with the remaining four games. The Panthers on the other side have won three of the last four, and with Sam Darnold in the lineup, they in the lineup they've won two straight. Uh, good for Sam. I'm happy for him that he's finally st- healthy and playing halfway decent. Uh, and if they win out. They would represent the NFC South and host a playoff game if they win out. Now, that's a big if, but hey, very exciting. Yeah, and you got to love what Steve Wilkes has been able to do with this team. You trade away your best player. You get rid of Baker. The uh, ownership would love to see a tank job here and get up and get one of those draft picks. And Steve Wilkes has F them picks, baby. We're playing to win. And Darnold says, hey, hey, you don't need to pick a quarterback. I'm the guy. (laughs) He's right there. All right, up next is Philadelphia Eagles uh, at the Chicago Bears. The Eagles are favored by nine in this one. Yeah, Dave, and we mentioned a couple of times, unfortunately, Philly was the first team to clinch a playoff spot. They still have the inside track to the number one seed overall and home field throughout the playoffs. I'm assuming they make quick work of the Bears this week, gearing up for that huge game against my Cowboys next week on Christmas Eve, baby. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> that's going to be a good one. Meanwhile, two of the most exciting running quarterbacks uh, going against each other this week. Should be good. All right, Dave, up next, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Houston Texans. The Chefs are 14-point favorites on the road. Yeah, with a three-game lead in the division for the Chiefs, they have all but clinched the AFC West. Um, after the Houston game, it'll be the whole Seattle and Denver and then head to uh, Las Vegas. So, Definitely looks like they're in position there to take care of business. It's about playoff positioning for them. And at 10 and three, they're tied with Buffalo, but Buffalo is ahead of them, having beaten them head to head. It's also about positioning for the Texans too, draft positioning that is, as they played a perfect game last week, Casey, when they played well enough to beat your Cowboys, but found a way to lose and not jeopardize that number one overall pick. That's exactly what you want to see. Yeah. When you're in this situation for these Texans, you sure as heck don't want to uh, scrap together a couple of wins here at the tail end of the season and suddenly be picking fourth or fifth. They've got that number one spot. Keep your keep your focus on the on the prize. Yeah, dude. And they're bringing that two quarterback look out again this week. And uh, most likely no Damian Pierce at the running back position there. So um, and they're banged up as all hell at receiver, too. So this should be a walk for the Jeffs. But we saw what happened last week. <laughs> All right, up next, Casey, it's your Dallas Cowboys going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cowboys are favored by five and a half. Yeah, I like that a lot more, man. You give a team, uh, tell them they're going to get beat by 17 and a half points, and that kind of pisses them off. And I was worried about this being a trap game a few weeks ago uh, before um, the, the the stuff that happened with the Texans last week. But, Dave, it's such a weird uh, move the goalpost thing. You know, I heard people talking about Dak. Oh, he, he's not seeing the field well. He threw those interceptions. Patrick Mahomes had three interceptions on Sunday. You didn't hear a peep about it, dude. The Texans and the Cowboys had this weird rival. We, we mentioned it last week. Uh, last two games had come down to a field goal in overtime. So, you know, when you get those teams battling there for recognition in the state, weird mm-hmm. stuff can happen. But the thing I took out of that game is 
despite three turnovers, despite playing like crap, they found a way to win that damn ball game, dude. And yeah. no one's going to give a rat's ass at the end of the year how many points you beat the Texans by as long as you want. And that also keeps him in the running for that NFC East. It's going to be tough to catch Philly. Um, total bummer, though. They did lose right tackle Terrence Steele for the year late in that game last week. Yeah. That's tragic. Good news is Tyron Smith ought to be back this week. So maybe you move Jason Peters over to right tackle. He's He's been able to move around, play some tackle, play some left tackle, play some left guard. So he's very versatile uh, season vet. And Tony Pollard, man, the year that this guy's having, uh, the one-two punch in the backfield. Pollard had a couple TDs last week. Zeke's um, Zeking it up as well. Had the game winner there, too. And day they finally got the free agent wide receiver that everybody been talking about got him on the squad. No, not OBJ, T.Y., <laughs> baby, T.Y., T.Y. Hilton. He said he's been working his ass off all season to stay in shape. We'll see what he can contribute. He's a great presence in the locker room. Got that veteran leadership yeah. out there. So I'm not sure how much we'll see in this um, first couple of weeks, but I think he's going to be a key component moving forward. Defense held without a sack last week, man. You know that's got to piss these guys off. Micah was on the Von Miller podcast talking about is the Eagles this and that. We'll get plenty of Eagle talk next week, but he's got to show up. He's finding a little bit harder to be on that defensive end than that linebacker, man. His body is taking the beating. Overall, though, dude, is a 10-3. and three. The Cowboys' first back-to-back 10-win season since late 90s. So um, it'd be great to have back-to-back 11-win season. It'd be greater to have back-to-back 12-win, 13. You know where I'm going with this. So um, this is a tough Jacksonville squad. You can't yeah. look past them. They're starting to get a lot of things right there, but this is a game that the Cowboys need to have if they want to stay in that race for the top of the East. Yeah, and the Jaguars are not going to roll over, dude. They got their own game plan, and they're uh, they're starting to hit their stride a little bit, and we're starting to see why Trevor Lawrence was so highly touted uh, coming out. We're starting to see that come together under Peterson. So uh, this, yeah. should be, this should be a nice challenge for the Cowboys. He's more than just a pretty face, Dave. <laughs> but he certainly is that. that <laughs> lovely hair, too. All right. Up next, we got the Detroit Lions at the New York Jets. The Jets are one-point favorites in this one. <laughs> DTFU. <laughs> All right, Casey. Uh, yeah, I'll, t- I'll talk about a little bit of these Lions because they are as hot as you can get, dude. And this is going to definitely have uh, a playoff vibe to it because even though these are uh, different conferences, both teams are out on the outside looking in and really need this win. The Di- Detroit Lions have won five of six. They're currently the nine seed sitting, <coughs> excuse me, a game behind Seattle and a game and a half behind both Washington and the Giants. And they have a tough schedule coming up, but there are some winnable games on there. Uh, after the Jets game, it's going to be at Carolina hosting the Bears and then at Green Bay. So got to find a way if you're the Lions to put together a string of wins there, see if they can get back in it. But last week, a really impressive performance beating yeah. the Minnesota Vikings. Um, just, you know, they were favored going in and I was kind of scratching my head like, you know, I get it. They've, they're on a roll and everything. But this Vikings team has got, the, you know, the great record and everything. Sure enough, man, they played some real good football. Jared Goff puts up 330 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks, a 120.7 rating for Jared Goff. He's really putting together uh, a pretty nice, uh, you know, resume to be, hey, the guy moving forward, so to speak, for this team. Uh, Jamal Williams, uh, rookie running, uh, rook, uh, running back, rather, uh, leading the uh, the league with uh, 14 rush touchdowns. So, you know, Amon Ross St. Brown has been lighting it up. 
and also Jamison Williams gets in his first action and is really was in for a couple of snaps last week, but a touchdown, right? Touchdown for uh, Jamison Williams. So uh, uh, that was an awesome gamble going up to get him. I loved it. Uh, for this Lions team, and now to see him out on the field and making some plays uh, alongside a DJ Chark, um, these guys have got some some weapons here now, for legit weapons. Uh, the defense not very good, although Aiden Hutchinson has been a bright spot, leading the all rookies with seven sacks and trying to put together a, maybe a rookie of the year campaign. But they are uh, the defense is second to last in yards per game and points per game. Um, and they're 30th versus the pass and 26th versus run. So pretty much across the board, not a very good defense at all. That means they're going to be in all kinds of shootouts. This should be a fun game, if nothing else. Yeah, and we'll see if that Lions defense can do the same stuff outdoors on the road that they've done at home inside the dome there. Yeah. But uh, if they do sneak into playoffs, man, no one's going to want to mess with those guys, dude, because they are definitely heating up, and it's great to see them have some success. And the Jets, it kind of, dude, feels to me like the Cinderella story is about to hit midnight here because they've lost three out of the last four. You mentioned they're at the ninth seed right now. After Detroit, it's Jacksonville at Seattle at Miami. So they're going to have to string together some wins to get back in this thing. Um, if Mike White can't go, it's going to be back to Zach Wilson there. And that hadn't been going so well. But, right. you know, so hopefully it's White in there. But if not, maybe Zach's learned a little bit from being on the bench and, you know, just getting a chance to watch the game. Sometimes that helps these young quarterbacks. Yep. Um, Bam Knight, dude, had a great game last week, 71 yards and a touchdown. Michael Carter's getting healthy again. Garrett Wilson, dude, these rookie receivers. You mentioned um, Jamison Williams. He's in that mix, too, with uh, Alave, too, and Drake London, man. He had six catches for 78 yards last week and has put up a couple monster games lately, probably without Corey Davis. I think he left with concussion last week. Elijah Moore is getting back in there. But this Jets defense, dude, has been pretty damn awesome, holding teams to under 19 points a game. Quinn yep. Williams, monster up front. C.J. Mosley, he did have the dive over the top offsides Oops. for a first down, <laughs> but he also had a couple of big-time hits in that game. And I couldn't uh, not mention Sauce Gardner, who's already getting that Revis-type uh, love back there in his rookie yeah. year. So I don't think the, the refs even see him. <laughs> no. They don't even see him out there. Yeah. It's just he's 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 pouring on the sauce. So um, <laughs> lots for these just to play for a little bit ahead of schedule. But I think it's going to even out and they'll be uh, watching the playoffs at home with the rest of the people. I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. All right. Don't tell Cookie that. All right. Moving on to the late uh, games on Sunday and we'll get it started with the Arizona Cardinals at the Denver Broncos. This one, I guess, is a pick em. Oh, yeah, Dave. We thought we were going to get Kyler versus Russ with both teams looking to make a playoff push. Now we're getting Colt versus Brett. No, not Favre. It's Rippin, who actually was pretty decent when he came in. There is a small yeah. chance that Russ might make it back for this, but you saw that big lump he had on his head, and he he got, uh, he got knocked out last week. Still in pro, uh, concussion protocol, so it's doubtful we see him. The Broncos do get Randy Gregory back, so that's something, I guess. And they're getting about $100 million in renovation to the stadium. So I guess that's something to look forward to, but this game is not. Yeah, luckily, uh, unfortunately for uh, for Russ, that, that you know that was his best performance of all, all year in that near upset of the Chiefs, and it ended, obviously, with that big knob on his head. 
Brutes. All right, up next, Dave, we got the New England Patriots at the Las Vegas Raiders. Papa's coming home, Dave. Papa's coming home. <laughs> the Patriots are looking to make the playoffs for the 13th time in the past 14 seasons. Belichick has led the Patriots to the playoffs 19 times in his illustrious career there. And he can pass Hall of Famer Don Shula for the most postseason berths as a head coach all time. That's pretty awesome. Uh, it looks like he has certainly got a chance to do that this year. But after Las Vegas, it's host Cincinnati, host oh. Miami, and then at Buffalo. Ooh, that's a pretty big gauntlet. That means that this uh, this one right here kind of feels like a must win because those last three are pretty tricky, man. I'll tell you what. Now, the Raiders, fresh off that three-game win streak. Uh, sorry, Raiders. They suffered that embarrassing loss on Monday Night Football total choke job where they uh, lost to the injury depleted Rams with Baker Mayfield at quarterback for less than two days after joining the Rams that loss dropped them to five and eight and makes them a real long shot to make the playoffs they have to run the table uh, after New England it'll be at Pittsburgh hosting San Francisco and hosting Kansas City Mm, better luck next year Raiders so sorry about that yeah I got four words for the Raiders losing the playoffs you got that right. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> All right. Uh, up next, it is the Tennessee Titans at our Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers at home favored by three. Interesting. Yeah, dude. And the Titans have not been playing uh, that good of football the last couple of weeks. They got blowed out by the Eagles. You thought it was a get right game against the Jags. They got blowed out by the Jags, too, man. They're just not scoring a lot of points. Only 18, man. Less than 300 a game. Uh, yardage wise. And, you know, Derrick Henry, he's having a great year, 1,200 yards and 11 touchdowns, only 4.4 a carry. And if he doesn't get it going, that just stops this team in his tracks, dude. Um, We mentioned they fired the GM last week after the AJ uh, uh, Brown trade, which is been pretty brutal for the receiving game for these (laughs) Titans, man. They're just so one dimensional. They do play strong. They do play tough, but they're definitely trending in the wrong direction. That defense needs a lot of help. And, dude, um, not, I don't want to steal your Chargers thunder, but that was the best game I'd seen your Chargers play all stinking year. Like, that yeah. defense, where the hell's that been? Because it wasn't because they got guys back healthy, but that was so impressive what they did to that Dolphins offense. They couldn't get guys open. And we're talking the Cheetah, and we're talking Waddle, dude, and they shut that completely down so yeah. impressed with that and your guy herbert looks like he's finally healthy and um it's paying off dude for sure yeah no no doubt the chargers uh even without derwin james and bryce callahan and also without sebastian joseph day the interior lineman and down like four interior linemen put together their best defensive performance no question in defeating the miami dolphins at sofi stadium last sunday night uh, a very, very impressive defensive performance by a bunch of guys, including a sixth round draft pick rookie uh, playing a lot of action in, uh, as a DB back there. A couple of former uh, domers uh, in action as well for the Chargers in the secondary playing some good, good football. But you mentioned Justin Herbert. He really did have a nice game. Uh, his biggest um, uh, completion game ever, 39 completions on 51 attempts. That's 76 and a half percent. Uh, 600, uh, excuse me, 367 yards and uh, a touchdown, 102.3 quarterback rating. That's his 21st game with 300 plus passing yards. It's the most ever by a player in his first three seasons, the second most ever since 
2021. So he's right up there with all the, the top quarterbacks. No question about that. Um, Austin Eckler, another nice performance, mostly, you know, half and half kind of through the uh, on the ground and in the air uh, with 104 scrimmage yards. Um, both. Uh, it, it is so, so good to have back. First of all, I'm going to say Keenan Allen, Mike Williams and Joshua Palmer. This is the first time all three players started and finished a football game all season long. Wow. Also. Also, having Corey Lindsley at center is an enormous, enormous difference. He's missed four games this year, and uh, it is a real struggle to uh, pass protect and to run block when he is not in there calling the shots at center. Offensively, this team can get it done. Although they're third in pass yards, but just 31st in run. So they need to find a, a more consistent ground game. They just don't seem to get it. Although Josh Kelly has given them a nice little second guy in there. He runs really fast and physical. Um, and hopefully that we can see more of, of Josh Kelly down the road there. Um, but after Tennessee, it's the Chargers. I mean, this is, we're favored in this game, surprisingly here. But it's after this, it's hosting, excuse me, going to Indianapolis, hosting the Rams, and then going to Denver. So uh, not the hardest schedule for the Chargers team, even a chance that they could run the table there. And that would give them the playoff berth that we talked about earlier. If the Chargers, uh, they basically are in control of the des- destiny here, win these remaining games in front of them, and they will be in the playoffs. And it starts with this home game against the Titans this week at SoFi. It's going to be a it's going to be a, a tough game though coming coming off that Titans team off two losses in a row, and we know how well coached they are. Yeah, but dude, much like those Lions, if the Chargers get in this playoffs no one's going to want to mess with them dude and i have total faith that justin herbert can get it done on the road it's going to be interesting to see what they do down the stretch here all right dave up next we got the cincinnati Bengals at the tampa bay buccaneers and those Bengals are three and a half point favorites yeah cincinnati has won five consecutive games kind of sneaky like it kind of seems like that's the longest active streak uh in the afc they're nine and four tied with the ravens but they lose a tiebreaker having lost to baltimore they've got a chance Though they'll see Baltimore again after Tampa Bay. It's going to be at New England, host Buffalo, and then host Baltimore. So a pretty brutal schedule for these Bengals. (laughs) They have got to get this win right here so that they they have a little cushion there for um, error moving forward. The Bucs seem to be in position to win the NFC South by default. Man, I know they're really struggling, dude. It just... You know, Brady's doing everything he can. There's just no real cohesion on this team, and there's not something they can point to to say when the ish hits the fan, we can go to this. And it's something that's new to Brady. He's usually had, like, his gronk or something, and there's just nothing there. No doubt about it, dude. So we'll see what if he can kind of patch something together here. All right, moving on to Sunday night football. It's New York Giants at the Washington Commanders. Commanders are favored by four. Yeah, dude, and these teams... A play just uh, two weeks ago, man. They ended up in a gross tie. How gross does that feel? The tie when you're hated, <laughs> hated division rivals there. But <clears throat> much like uh, the Patriots and the Jets, it feels like this Cinderella story for the Giants is going the other direction. They're still in the playoffs right now. Got to find a way to get a couple of wins, starting by beating the Commanders, would push them back up. I'm just not seeing it, man. Um, yeah. Saquon had a touchdown when they played a couple weeks ago, but that uh, that Washington run defense has been pretty tight there against most of the teams. Um, Isaiah Hodgins has been a great uh, welcome presence for this uh, non-existent receiving core for the Giants. He's looking for his third in a row with a touchdown. Yeah, Darius, yeah, Slayton's, nice. 
you know, been up and down a little bit. And Daniel Jones, he is protecting the ball better this year. He's got to get those legs moving. He's got to get out of the pocket and try to disrupt that Washington defense as much as he can. But uh, these Giants, man, like I said, they, uh, they're they trending in the wrong direction. A win against the Commandos would change all that. But uh, that's a lot easier said than done, dude. Yeah, no doubt about it, dude. And what I... I'm going to run through a handful of stats from the last time these two teams met each other. And it, it, it feels like a, a Washington win to me when I look at the, the way they put together these numbers. 275 yards, two touchdowns, no picks for Heineke, right? Gibson with 59 scrimmage yards. Robinson, 111 scrimmage yards in the last meeting just two weeks ago, right? Terry McLaurin, 105 yards and a touchdown. Samuel, 86 yards on six grabs. <laughs> how the hell did they play? I don't know how they, how they, how they lose this football game. John Dotson, 54 yards and a score. So I look at these numbers, just repeat that. And I, I can't imagine on the other side, the defense is really strong. Deron Payne, two sacks in that last meeting. Jonathan Allen at defensive tackle. He had a forced fumble. So how did they, how did they end up tying this football game? The defense for the Redskins is good. They're fourth yeah. in yards per game, 10th in points per game, eighth versus the pass, ninth versus run. A very solid unit across the stats, man. Um, I look for this to be, uh, if, if they go out there and do what they did before, I can't imagine them tying. They got to they gotta lock up this win. Yeah, man, this is a huge game. Pivotal for that NFC playoff race. All right, Dave, we got one more Monday night football. Oh, baby, this looked like a sweet one, too, when it was on the yeah. schedule. We got our Los Angeles Rams at the Green Bay Packers, and the Packers are eight-point favorites at home. Yeah, both these teams, obviously, unexpectedly very disappointing seasons. The injury-ravaged Rams got a spark from the addition of Baker Mayfield. That's their fourth quarterback to play for them this year, uh, and they give us that very exciting Rams victory last Thursday night over the Raiders. Still I loving I that, that, dude. I said that before. <laughs> I know. I know. Three Sorry, weeks Raiders. from now, we're heading into the playoffs, and then it's coming back up again. <laughs> Packers struggled badly this year, but at least Aaron Rodgers still owns the Bears, Casey, having swept them this year. Either, uh, although neither team is really mathematically eliminated, neither team looks to be a legitimate playoff contender. Uh, hopefully, it's just an entertaining football game that we can sit back and enjoy. Yeah, and I don't need these uh, Packers to get hot and sneak in the playoffs. That's the last thing I need. So let's just Ooh. keep this what it is. Oh, man. There are some good games, and there are so many ways you can check out the Football Dudes, the Trend Zone, the podcast you're listening to right now, available for subscription on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and I mentioned it earlier, we're now on Amazon Music as well. Like, subscribe, and leave us those comments. We appreciate it. All right. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like us on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Football Dudes LA. And also tag us across all those social media platforms. You're still lost in that Raiders lost. I was in reminiscent. <laughs> all right. Or just go to footballdudes.com. That is going to do it for this episode of the Trend Zone. Remember, we're not the suits that talk football. We're the dudes that know football. For Dave, I'm Casey. We're out of here.